Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Carlos. Yo! Tyler. I'm here as well. And Aaron. I can't think of something original to say. Since we missed recording an episode last week, we are covering weeks 12 and 13 of Absolute Carnage. Today, we'll be reviewing uh, Absolute Carnage Legal Protectors number 3. Venom number 19, and as a somewhat related bonus, Silver Surfer Black number 1 through 5, which was written by Donny Cates and illustrated by Trad Moore. So we'll go ahead and begin with the oldest issue, which is uh, Little Protectors. Um, it's the final issue of the trilogy, and uh, I mean, what's everyone's thoughts on that? I will start. Okay. I was mad. Yeah, so, yeah, the the first two issues focused on Misty Knight, and you had a lot of, you had a lot of Shriek, you had a lot of Carnage, but this one just kind of throws that all out the window, and it's like, oh, well, now we just have all these other four people here, so we gotta have them in there, and it's like, this is called Lethal Protectors, and they just all show up in this last issue, and, I mean, I was kind of let down how they didn't have any conclusion like they have shriek as this new new like i don't know like demogoblin but i don't know there wasn't really any conclusion you know they just get away and she says curse you foiled again and i don't know i would rather have focused it on shriek and i don't really see why like in the grand scheme Detectors at the very end, but that's that's just me. Yeah, uh, that I was, was just... a problem as the series as a whole. I think, like, I would argue, like you were saying, like, oh, the focus on Misty Knight and all that. I don't think Misty Knight should have been the focus at all, and that we should have almost got rid of the first issue, basically, other than the Demogoblin stuff, and then like, so the second issue really should have been the first issue with the characters on the cover getting together by the end of the book. And then we could have had a two full issues of action, <laughs> but and then a solid ending instead of just sort of the, the nothing this ends on. Yeah, so it really does end saying you know to be continued in Absolute Carnage number five. So who knows if we're actually going to see these Lethal Protector teams uh, in in number five? Because it's like so far. Most of these tie-ins, save for uh, the Miles Morales stuff, but even that's not—that doesn't really count in, in itself. Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, n- nothing from the other tie-ins has really showed up in the main Absolute Carnage series, aside from what was in Amazing Spider-Man and Venom. So yeah, yeah. So, so I think it's like the same issue we had with the. But the last one, you could have just made all of these one issue long. So I'm pretty sure at the end, we're just going to see all of them fighting, fighting just in the background and, and in the final issue. So, like, the, this is the other thing too, because like I don't even know if if this needed to be a three part story arc. I mean, personally, me, I thought it was pretty decent. There was a little bit more action going on. Uh, you know, Shriek, she didn't revert back to her original form because her body got ripped apart by, by Cletus anyway. Uh, 
And yeah, Aaron's right. I think that, you know, these characters, they probably won't have much panel time in the final issue. They'll probably be in the background. Um, but I will say that uh, Lethal Protectors was a little bit more better in terms of continuity-wise uh, because it actually kind of does fit together a bit more rather than Miles Morales, which I thought was just a waste of time. Like, what was even the point? Um, but again, it was a decent read, I will say that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the end, when you look at all the different tie-ins and say, which ones would you recommend to new readers if they want to follow this event... Um, I would, I wouldn't rule out Lethal Protectors. I'd say it's decent enough, um, but it does border on that pointless border, you know. Uh, like uh, Miles Morales is pretty much invalidated by the main series, and the symbiote Spider-Man is really inconsequential. So, but yeah, it- uh, well, Scream also has nothing to do with it either. You know, like just to be fair, yeah. So. Yeah, so it so who knows what's going to happen to Scream slash Demogoblin by the end of this event because she's probably just going to be swept under the rug and she's just going to remain Demogoblin for the foreseeable future. Well, hopefully, uh, I, I, yeah, I, we saw well, a bit of a hint of her, like in the Scream, right? Because I mean, if like if Shriek is going to be like in Venom two, she's going to have to become, you know. Shriek again, but I would like to see her as a screen villain. But anyway, like, you go ahead, Tyler. That, no, that, that's a good point. I hadn't really considered, especially with the fact that she's also, you know, demonically enhanced now, and so is Andy. So that that's a pretty good matchup. That yeah. should be a pretty good ne- like goblin nemesis for her. Yeah, yeah, it would make sense. So make make her but, but, <laughs> make her the um, the second arc villain, and then uh, you know we get our. Decent twelve issue run of Scream. <laughs> Longer. I know. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. But, overall, uh, I, uh, I I I did enjoy this overall this issue, and I think it is the strongest of the series. But it's just the fact that the series overall that was so weirdly paced is what hurt this issue, not the issue itself. Like I said, if this had been the second issue and it had a better like to be, to be continued ending for one more issue. I th- and we cut out the first issue entirely. I think that would have flowed much better. And just like you have team forming in the first one, them all big battle in the second one, we're saving John at least. And then in the third one, you'd have like a big final battle or with, with I don't know some sort of carnage, and then Shriek and I, I feel like that would have worked much more structurally. Yeah. Now there even, was, okay, even too, I, re- I remember even too in the issue, because I had like, okay, yeah, because J- John was infected with, uh, the Grendel symbiote, and like, he, I thought, I could have swore he, ki- he killed Emma Goblin, and I'm like, so he jumps on her, starts biting at her, and then next thing you know, there's not even a scratch on her. So that was and kind of a little, is demon. <laughs> yeah. Now there was a bit of a mystery left at the end of Little Protectors number three, in that uh, when they finally do save Misty and John, um, they're taken to some sort of organization, and uh, we don't know what this organization is, and it's all pretty hush hush when they, uh, you know, help John re- regain control of himself, and then they kind of. Uh, what is it? Um, they declassify. Well, not declassify. They. Um, I'm forgetting the word, but oh, uh, they debrief him 
of his experiences while he was under Carnage's thrall, and he of course tells them that you know that they're going to lose because Carnage is going to win. He knows what's what he's planning, and this organization, you know, it, I don't know if it has anything to do with other series, but um, I'm starting to think maybe they might be tied to the Maker. I yeah, think that makes sense. I didn't really think about that, but. I mean, at the same time, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't likely worry about it. But, See, yeah. I, I almost thought it was more of just a generic, like, oh, it's top men sort of thing. It's like, you, you're not supposed to know who they are. It's just, oh, you know, oh, shadowy government people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did like was, like, we said this in the first issue, but uh, we were kind of happy that uh, Shriek actually had some of her powers in her new form. So, like, that was nice to see. Yeah. So he's still yeah. there. So she is still there, yeah. And, you know, hopefully, like like Aaron said, by Venom 2, they'll restore her as Shriek. And we'll see more of her. But otherwise, I think that's a good place to wrap up the review of that issue. Um, so now we're going to move on to this week's release, which is Venom number 19. And uh, this is a continuation of um, of Dylan's story, basically. Uh, in the last issue, we had uh, Dylan and Normie uh, kind of fighting for their lives against a hybridized um, maker. And then the Avengers eventually showed up. And Sleeper as well. Sleeper cat, sleeper cat, sleeper cat. Sleeper cat, sleeper cat. <laughs> yeah, we, fin- yeah. We, we finally understand, because was it, was it Absolute Carnage number three or four where we, f- where we saw... Oh, it was number three. It was number three. Yeah. 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 So it's number three where Eddie came back to the place, and this was this took place, I guess, after Venom number nineteen, and we see Sleeper yeah. is a cat. All of a sudden, it's like, well, what happened there? Well, it was answered in this issue. Where's the car? I'm gonna be so pissed if that panel of Sleeper is not the second print variant. Like, I'm gonna be so pissed, <laughs> so pissed. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But- so, like. So like I was saying this earlier, but this, so these last few few issues have like pretty much been the fan service of this entire event because like we're getting sleeper and, and like and the hybrid and like all of this cool stuff that's happening. Like this like feel feels like the fan service that like we we need, which is amazing um, because you know we had all these folks die, but you know like. I think Kate's is sort of throwing us the bone, like, well, you know, like we cut off all these folks, but but here's sleeper. Yeah. For you, so. yeah but here, you know, but here's good, the thing. You know, I like it. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, Donnie, he was such a troll in this issue. He made oh, us. Yeah. Like, issue too. He made us believe, and what is and what happens? Sleeper couldn't bond to Dylan. Yeah, we were, we were itching I'm for that. Glad. To happen. I'm glad it didn't happen. Like, Sam just cried out in pain. <laughs> Man, that would have been so predictable. Things, oh, but... son of Venom with son of Eddie. No, thank you. I'm it very glad that didn't funny. happen. And I, I, I mean, thought the wolf thing cool. was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I was kind of hoping maybe for a second, at least for that splash page, you know, so we can you know sell merch and get fan art and you know whatever else. But I, uh, I mean, I just I wanted to I wanted it to happen so bad. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, so I know Kate said that, like, all this stuff is happening soon, 
but it's like, can we just tell us what's going on? Because <laughs> I don't like being stringed along like this. But yeah, I'm fine with Sleeper Cat, though. Um, yeah, also, too, to give more context, we did get a little bit more insight to Dylan uh, and his quote-unquote hidden codex power of his, you know, eyes turning gray. His special and, eyes. And, your symbiote. and it just sent Sleeper, you know, he, he's afraid now, he, and he's questioning what Dylan truly is, and not even Dylan knows what he is. So it kind of really set the tone there. But uh, I guess and, uh, that uh, he forced him to become a wolf, right? Yeah. He, he was controlling him throughout that whole point, because the because later Sleeper was like, I don't appreciate being controlled. And then we get a really nice dig where he's like, he's like oh, you think controlling a living thing is unethical? And it's like, How, how's Tel Car? <laughs> Sleeper's just like, well, okay, well, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. But at least Tel Car deserved it, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was really fun. After that, we get a moment with Eddie and Dylan after that. Yeah. That was pretty, big, that was pretty sweet. Big gate with a big pug. Yeah. Love the art as per the yeah. usual. Thank you, even Coelho's just wonderful. so... Coelho and Stegman is like a, a dream made in heaven. Like, it's it's so good. Yep, uh, I'm uh, sort of confused why Sleeper can just have a, a... Well, no, like, he didn't even have a host at all, but he... You know, like, no. that's his own thing, you know, so... Whatever. Yeah. Very powerful symbiote right now. I feel yes. like they're gonna have to nerf Very him somehow. Very OP symbiote. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of thinking now, if Dylan and Sleeper aren't, like, two halves, or, like, one is, like, the all-powerful symbiote form, and one is, like, a... I don't know, a human form, but... In JoJo in his stand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, JoJo looking, like, poses in this. Like, when you get, it's like, when you get Venom, like, walking up, like, he's got that, like, like little strut going, you know? Yeah, that was, that was yeah. a pretty good drawing piece right there. I like that. But, yeah. I mean, who knows? Like, who knows? Like, we can always say, like, oh, like, maybe, maybe he's this, maybe he's that, but, you know, like, that would just take forever, you know? There's no point in talking about it. We're just gonna so... find out eventually. I'm going to be the, probably the only one who says anything about this, but about the other heroes in the issue, they're all generally shown as kind of useless. Like, friggin' Ben Grimm tries to do the fastball special and just throws him into Cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so, funny. But surprisingly, uh, Hawkeye gets a lot of, like, cool screen time where he sort of s- helps save the day, not once, but twice. And so, like, I'm someone who really likes Hawkeye from, like, I loved him back when he was, like, leading the Thunderbolts and all that. So I thought it was really great that I don't know if Donnie's just like a secret Hawkeye fan or what, but I appreciate the Hawkeye fan service. <laughs> I'm all for he, it. He was late. <laughs> he was late. He was but late. Yeah. He, he made a nice arrival. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was nice that he appeared. So I'm glad he's there now. Yeah. And I also really like that we see a bit more of um, of of uh, Sleeper flexing his unique power of uh, being able to generate any biological um uh chemical in that you know he he was basically licking a uh, hybrid maker but it turns out that's not slobber no it was napalm <laughs> he was generating napalm and i was like <laughs> that is and you know i, I liked i liked 
uh, Hawkeye's response like metal. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye's all for it. <laughs> so I guess they were able to fool Hybrid, uh, make Hybrid Maker, and you know, quote unquote, blow him up. But it turns out he survived and he retreated into the sewers. One thing so, I wanted to ask about yeah. that: Do you guys think the actual symbiote symbiotes are dead, or is that sleep like is? Is when he's getting away in the sewer, is that just the maker getting away on his own, or do you think he still has a symbiote? I mean, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question because it looks like his arms are kind of spindly, but again, like that Mr. could be the symbiote or nah, him. So, I think, you know. I think he's still, I, I, to me, I think he's still blonded. I think they survived it. Somehow. I personally am fine with all of like the murder of the symbiote, so I'm fine with like the, <laughs> I mean, monster. I mean, a monster. See, it's fine, except. I mean, we got sleeper and like sleepers all we need. Like we don't need any oh, cartridges. We don't need any of that. Bring back toxin. Bring back score. Nah, <laughs> he needs, useless. He needs to see his relatives, man. Sleepers all we need now. I've finally seen the light. We don't need no sons of or daughters of carnage. We just need sleeper slap and you. carnage and you. scream. <laughs> Maybe scream. Oh but I think God. she's gonna get the a- the axe next. She she's also useless. What's with you and wanting to get rid of oh. all these symbiotes? It's you're, too confusing. It's so cold there. Why? It's too confusing. <laughs> Throw them all out. Just Eddie and Venom for life. Throw them out. This get guy. rid of them. This <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what Gates is doing. He's like killing off everyone. You know, he said like, "Where's Toxin? He's in the pit." What are you talking about? He's dead. Nobody cares. Just throw them out. Yeah. Throw them out. All right. So uh, I think well, that... One little complaint oh. I'd like to make. Just, did we really need to see the Venom and Scorpion scene again from a different point of view? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's three that's, times we've like, seen that. This is, this is now the third time, and this time we have Matt Gargan suddenly being like, the kid. Like, okay. what? Okay, what do I you ha- care I about to, him? I have to oh, bring and, this. and... We've not even seen Scorpion after that at all. Where is he? Yeah. What is he doing? No, but, but here's the he's thing. It's like, he's paralyzed. That's the I thing. In, in issue two, in issue two, like, you know, uh, Norman's there and he, he stabs him in the spine, but we don't actually, like, did he actually rip the codex? Does, apparently does he was somehow able to rip, apparently extract he did, just yeah. the codex. Because, like, I thought he had to, like, rip the spine out and he clearly didn't. Apparently you don't have think to. think that's Cletus just being kind of extra. I mean, you know. I mean, they they did say in the in the Carnage Born issue, like Scorn was like, "Here's a bunch of surgical tools we can use to extract it," and then he just rips her spine out. It's like, nah. So, so I, I I think Norman did just like pull it out of his spine and just also paralyze him at the same time. Yeah, uh, it is really yeah. weird. So we have a we have Eddie literally in in the the first issue of Absolute Carnage. Was it the first issue? Yeah, or second issue? One one of the two. Second One issue, of those. yeah. Yeah. Second, second issue, we have him literally throwing Gargan back into the crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, and then in the Miles issue, we had uh, him just like abandoning Miles <laughs> and Scorpion. <laughs> and then in this, we have like Scorpion be like, "You forgot the kids." So it's really weird how we have these three different perspectives. But it's really kind of hard to piece the continuity in the timeline. Yeah. Hey, uh, here, here's here's my timeline. You know, Scorpion mentions, "Hey, we forgot the kid." 
Venom tosses Scorpion and saying, go ahead and go get him, and then abandons both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, this, this issue was great, so for anyone listening, go pick up Venom number 19, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, so, uh, so I got, uh, one more thing. Now, I said it's kind of pointless to say what's going on with Dylan, but he does say in that language, God is coming. And that's yep. the same thing all the other folks were saying. So maybe he's in, maybe he's not in full control, you know. But anyway, um, that's what that says. You know, it's the same like little line as all of the other folks from the very first issue. It's the same little font. Yeah, it's, it's God clearly, is coming. Yeah. It's clearly oh. him saying that, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I will make the point where getting a bit of parallelism here because if you remember um peter knows that uh you know eddie told peter that dylan is his kid and at one point peter turns to eddie and and asks him you know when are you going to tell him you know and then sleeper basically does the same thing to dylan about his power he's like when are you going to tell eddie what you are when eddie returns but he doesn't know that though so yeah yeah so, very interesting parallelism there. All right. I think we're done with that issue. And uh, we're going to move on to our bonus. Uh, this is a bit Absolute Carnage related in that it features Null. And it's also written by Donny Cates. Uh, and illustrated beautifully by Trad Moore. We're going to review the series Silver Surfer Black Issues 1 through 5. Now, I know that Carlos hasn't read this, but um, Aaron and Tyler have, as, as have I. And, um, I've more or less just skimmed it so I can look at the art and see null. So <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely came into this uh, to this series for null and because Donnie was writing it. I'm like I I I had a feeling this is going to be um, important for his null arc. So, uh, but I was surprised because I really liked it for the Silver Surfer bits as well. Because I'm not much of a Silver Surfer fan, but this was a really fun and interesting story for Silver Surfer. I know that, uh, Tyler, you're a Silver Surfer fan. Yes, yes, I'm a, I'm a big Cosmic fan in general. And so, I, I mean, this, I thought this series was amazing. I really did. I, I think some Symbiote fans will be disappointed with, we didn't get a whole lot of Null, really. But I think ultimately it is a Silver Surfer story. So, and just, Zero out of ten, Plus, it's not just, enough null. It's just so beautifully illustrated. Like, I know Trad Moore isn't for everyone's taste, but I just thought he did. He is an amazing artist. I felt and like he, I felt like I he was say, invoking like the classics, you know, Kirby and 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 I. Yeah. I don't know who else, but you know, it really felt like we were seeing a new classic being drawn here. I, I, I definitely saw a straight... There's definitely a lot of homages to Mobius. Yeah, Mobius, is, there is we that go. that the artist's name? And, and then yeah. I know for a fact I saw a reference in the fifth issue to the Ribix cover of the Silver Surfer Requiem when he's, like, sit, standing on a building with Spider-Man. Mm. So... Yeah. Um, but I, I will say there there were some awkward panels, I'll say, even though I do love Trad Moore. In the first issue, there's a... Like, one of the first pages we get is a really big close-up of Silver Surfer's crotch, and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, like, that was, but, so like, that was, a, so I was gonna say that, uh, his humans and, and like, like the figures look kinda off at times, just like the backgrounds just look amazing. 
Very, the, uh, he excels yeah. on the big splash pages, especially just with how you see the flow and just the repeated use. Oh, it is just beautiful book. Like, oh, yeah, I, like I think it's, like when when we first see um, Ego, the Living Planet, that full splash page that was pretty freaking amazing. The detail and the colors. Yeah, um, I guess I can talk about Noel for a little bit. So, um, I think what happened in the first issue is that Surfer went back in time to fight Noel at the very start. And we got a little bit of lore. Uh, Surfer was, was fighting three of Noel's, I don't know, like, what do you call them? They're, uh, Void Knights or something like that. Void Knights, like, followers, but we've never seen those. Those guys for and they have the same font, so I guess they're kind of under his control. And I kind of forgot, did anything happen with the Void Knight? Did he become a Void Knight for like one panel? Yeah, the the Silver and, Surfer yeah. he was infected by the darkness, and uh, the darkness kept on infecting him throughout the book. And at one point, uh, he does uh, he 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 succumbed uh, like he succumbs to the. Uh, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, um, Null had, you know, fused him to symbiotes, or what is supposed to be symbiotes. Uh, th- th- that, was er- that was early on in the, when I'm looking at, the, in the second issue, he becomes the Void Knight with the big horns and everything. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a very interesting design. I, I'm, I'm kind of sad that we don't see more of that. Yeah. <laughs> it would have, I mean, who knows, because he's still got some of that, symbiote in him, right? Is that what the old yeah. black Berserker is now? Yeah, yeah, because, like, um, I know that towards the end of the issue, uh, end of the series, he, um, it basically goes back to Guardians of the Galaxy number one by Donnie Cates, where, uh, where the, all these cosmic heroes were tossed into the black hole or something, or into the wormhole. And Guardians. Silver Surfer, at the end of, uh, of his series, is seeing kind of almost uh, flying out of that. And he does look like um, he's taken on a darker form. And the, also to note, that is also the form we saw him in in Donny Cates' Thanos Wins. Yes, which uh, was also good. Because in that, we saw him in the far, far future. He was all black. He had Thor's hammer, and then he also had the Annihilation Wave behind him, like, leading them. Hmm. Go kill Thanos. So, I I don't know what like Donnie's last issue of the Guardians is coming up pretty soon, and uh, apparently he said it like culminating everything he's done in Cosmic. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see something. Yeah, but I I think overall like I really enjoyed the story. It was very compelling. It it had a pretty touching end to it because, uh, you know it it was all about you know he was being consumed by the darkness. Now you can't destroy the darkness, but um, you can beat it back with light. And he, there was a quote that he was pulling, I guess, at, uh, from the Mobius uh, Mobius's Silver Surfer parable. Yeah, his his Silver Surfer parable. I I didn't know anything about that, and luckily uh, Marvel published the panel that they were um, that Donnie was drawing from. And I, I really liked that callback because it was like, it, it felt like it was a, um, a really good homage, a very faithful homage. The, the whole last issue is very much a tribute to 
Like Donnie, Donnie said, he went back after Stan died and like or rewrote this whole thing and just in tribute to Stan, basically. And I think it really shines in this last issue about how much he, he liked this character and just his legacy and all that. Yeah, so, uh, I thought it was pretty incredible. Now I hope that uh, I mean I I probably won't get it myself, but I hope that this gets like a um an absolute edition treatment or something, an oversized artist edition. Just so, just so people can really appreciate Tradmore's art in this series, because it, it it truly is a spectacle. I'm very very excited to see where this goes, and I, I'm very glad this mini exists. I, I like I said, I think it's worth it. Like even even without the really good writing, I think it's worth it for the art alone. It's, the art's so incredible. You see, just. I, I will say that my one issue is that I think he draws Null a little weird. Like, he's almost yeah. too frilly. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I was trying to look at, like, when I was reading this, was, like, I wish Null had, a, had, a, had like, a different face. I, 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 I don't know if it's Trad's art, but I was kind of like, I don't really like how Null looks in this. Like, the, like the face just kind of, I don't know, like the vampire face. I wasn't really feeling it with this, you know? But of course, I, that's just I, me. Yeah. No, no, I, I get, I get it totally what you mean. He, he, he looks more like a poofy vampire, like Alucard or something, rather than yeah. this cosmic horror he's supposed to be. And I mentioned it on the Discord, but there's a few pages right near the end of the last issue where, like, Silver Surfer like puts him, like, bursts the sun out of him, and then you see Null like burning, and like he gets a way more symbiotic. It's symbiotic. like a monster form. Yeah, yeah it's like a. I, I really wish Final we could have done more form Dracula like that. Form, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, something I'm like thinking cool. this may be the first step of something, something larger because it seems like Kate's is really trying to set up something. Like, you know, we have Venom, and and then even then, like, abs- like absolute is not is not the end of anything. Like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the start of something. And then what? Yeah. No. Uh, I- now and now, like, he's writing Thor. Then he's writing like he's writing like Guardians Black of the Galaxy, like yeah. in, like in Thor. No. Yeah, so it all comes together. It all comes together. So like probably down in a few years, we'll have this big Null War where you know Venom and Thor and Silver Surfer all come together and fight Null and all this stuff. So maybe I think this is just one next year's event, <laughs> or no, in like five years, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like this just may be one closer stepping stone to that big picture that's may mean more than absolute carnage when it comes to Noel, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Now, Tyler, uh, this is a bit of an aside, but um, ha- have you been following the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Galaxy series? Or yes. yes, I have. Okay, so I know there's that. I don't know his name, but uh, he's somewhat related to Null. He's kind of related to Symbiotes, the, the cosmic hero that's in it. Wraith. Wraith, yes. Was ha, Has anything else come up since the beginning of that nope. series? We only got the little bit of keys, and the Wraith was just like, I'm out, <laughs> and he just sort of left. Oh, uh, okay. We have well, not seen much of Wraith at all. We'll, we'll, we'll see if Donnie does something more with with Wraith, because there's, there's some sort of connection between Wraith, Null, and the symbiotes. So that'll be interesting. He'll probably, be in or whatever. He'll probably show up in the big event whenever that happens. Yeah. With Venom and all the other guys. 
All right. So I think that's a good place to end our reviews. And um, I think next week, yeah, so next week we have one issue coming out, which is Absolute Carnage Weapon Plus number one. Uh, it'll be a look back into the history of the, uh, I think, basically what Project Rebirth was when it came to, like, Agent Venom and uh, and Rex's team and all that. So that'll be interesting. And then um, I know that after that, after next week, there's no issues coming out for the next week. Uh, we have a bit of a, uh, a reprieve before we get to the final two weeks of of issues, and then we're finally at the end of the at the end of the event and at the end of our weekly podcast series. So uh, you can listen to We Are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. We can also be found on Twitter at wav underscore podcast. Check out our Discord server and become a member of the audience during our next live recording of We Are Venomaniacs. Join us, won't you? As always, thank you to my fellow hosts Carlos, Tyler, and Aaron for joining me today. Thanks for checking us out, guys. Bye-bye now. See ya. And thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs. And now, a word from one of our partners at The Collective, a network of superhero podcasts. The Swamp more than merely a place. It is a churning, seething, bubbling bed of life of which you are a part. Once you were a man, a chemist named Ted Salas, until one little experiment went somewhat awry, and you changed. The serum that was to have made you a super soldier combined with the strange forces in the swamp to make you over into this, a shambling, mindless mockery of your former humanity. The macabre man-thing. Man-Thing was created in the early 1970s to capitalize on the growing monster craze, but under writer Steve Gerber it became something quite different. Experimental, surreal, and very, very weird. It was something I loved as a kid, but does it still hold up today, four decades after its initial publication? So join me, Paul Matthew Carr, as I attempt to make sense of this cult classic and analyze each issue, putting it in the context of the time it was written and comparing it to the standards of today. And maybe you, too, can come to love the world's second most famous swamp-based comic book character as much as I do. The Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast, a twice-monthly dive into the bizarre.